In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Many times when we review our service or examine our service, we feel content with our service. And we feel there is nothing we can do more than what we are doing. Thank God everything is okay. I prepare my lesson. I ask about my children. I do this and I do that. There is nothing more I can do more than this. This contentment uh, can be a real uh, challenge to the progress and the advancement of the service. I think what will help the person to develop his service and to grow more and more when always, always he think about what could have been done and we didn't do it. When you think this way, you will develop yourselves. But as long as I say nothing I can do more than what I'm doing, uh, and you feel that you are content with what you are doing, this actually can kill any advancement or any development in the service. Uh, That's why I like to discuss with you six points today that can uh, kill any progress or any advancement in your service. The first point, lack of creativity and serving in the same way that you used to be served or the same way that you learned 10 or 15 or 40 years ago. What do I mean by this? Service in my mind has a certain shape, a certain way to be done. And I don't think outside this box from 50 or 60 years ago, they used actually to get the class as a Sunday school servant, give a lesson, and that's it. Sometimes we still serve in the same way that the service started six years ago, without considering the needs of the the students, without considering the challenges they are facing, in the same way. And many times we say, but this is the way we were served. So why, why should I change it? The idea here is not just to change for the sake of change, but the idea is to think about the needs of the students, the challenges that they are facing, circumstances they are living in, and we modify the service to fit 
For example, our youth now, they are using computers, they are using uh, internet, they are using technology, they are using applications on the phone, and they are using social media. How, how can we reach our children in the way that actually is effective and can influence their needs? Nothing wrong to follow the same style or the same school that, you know, but again, with flexibility and with creativity in order to reach each one of your children, this is what we need. Especially now after the pandemic uh, and many schools, uh, some schools, as they, uh, they are using Zoom. Zoom, we can look at it as one way of creativity. That's how we were able to reach uh, the student while they were at their homes. But now, after the churches are opened, do we think that the Zoom is the best way to address our children? Definitely not. It's not the best way. So don't rely on the same style of or the same school that you are used to, but you need to be creative how to reach your students and how to uh, address them based on their needs and their circumstances. Number two. Uh, many times we are lenient with small sins. Uh, either in myself or with others. Uh, this small sense gradually will make me drift away from a deep relationship with God. And my love will grow colder and colder. Uh, how can I serve without having this strong relationship and this deep love toward the Lord? Uh, yes, the church is a place for healing, but God is not lenient with sin. Otherwise, why did he pay this high price on the cross? What did he die on the cross in order to set us free from this sin? Yes, we accept all the sinners. Me, myself, I'm a sinner and I need the church as a hospital. But we accept them in order to show them the love of Christ and when they see the love of Christ, they repent. Many times we avoid uh, rebuking people or sometimes servants, lest they get angry 
or they get upset or they may leave the church and that's why we let things go for example we accept servants who dress inappropriately in the church or celebrate either weddings or uh, graduation in unchristian manner and we say okay just let it go uh, we, we want to live in peace um, it, it will be a big problem if we confront the servants or of the youth but what is the outcome of this the blessing will be gone from the church the blessing will be gone completely and the heaven will not uh, shower us with blessings in, in our service one person in Israel took from the plunder that they got from Jericho his name Achan son of Karm and then they went actually to uh, in, in battle against a small city called Ai and they lost the battle and Joshua son of Nun was surprised how did we lose the battle we won in, in Jericho this huge city so in front of this small city I we lose the battle the Lord said to Joshua yes because there is something wrong there is sin among you O Israel there is something wrong in your midst you need to clean it first you need to purify what's wrong in order to be able to win so sometimes when we allow things to grow wrong in the church without confronting it without rebuking it then there is no blessing and will be defeated one time after another time yes we need to confront it gently yes we need to confront it with tears as St. Paul said but it must be confronted we cannot just let it go we cannot accept servants who are dancing and drinking and just let it go lest they get upset this will kill the service this will kill the service number three what do we do when we don't see fruits in our service all of us we know the story of the fig tree that was cursed by the Lord this fig tree was full of leaves but there was no fruit in it sometimes our service like the fig tree many activities many trips many retreats but when actually you look for fruits there is no fruits 
And the people around this tree, they are hungry because there is no fruits. They are hungry for virtues. They are hungry to see the fruit of the Spirit in us. First, me personally, do I have fruit that befits repentance? As John the Baptist said, make fruits befits repentance. Me as a repentant service. I remember uh, Abu Nalwasidaros used to say, the priest is a repentant person leading repentance. Ta'ib yaqud ta'ibin. The same for Sunday school servants. We are repentant people. Do we have the fruits of repentance or not? Zacchaeus, when he repented, immediately he presented fruits. Or are we content with ourselves and our spiritual life? Uh, Look, the Lord Jesus Christ was cursing the fig tree. What did he do? Fig tree, as I told you, it symbolizes the nation of Israel that has many, many activities, temple, sacrifices, uh, worship, but there was no fruit. Was no fruit, why? Because they allowed sin to enter. This, but the Lord, what did he do? He went to the temple and purified the temple. He asked those who were sinning and buying to leave the temple. Uh, the priests and the high priests were very content. They saw what's happening in the temple and it doesn't bother them. And many times as Sunday school servants, we see things wrong inside the church or inside my class and it doesn't bother, bother me. Not only it doesn't bother them, but sometimes they were happy with it because there is personal gain behind it. They made gain and profit from the sacrifices they are selling and buying in the temple. And sometimes my service and the wrongs in my service serve me personally in a way or another. Not necessarily financial gain, but there are many gains also that I can get praise friendship, relationship, connections, etc. And because of these gains, I let things go. I'm content there is no fruits. Maybe when I am a main pleaser, I say to everybody what he wants to hear. So the gain, people will love me. But at the end, there is no fruit. It doesn't bother me. Because at the end, I am benefiting from this game. Everybody say, so-and-so is very good, very kind, etc. So, if, if the Lord Jesus Christ comes and becomes like a servant with me in the same class, 
What would he do to the same class? Would he see the class doesn't need any things? Or would he kick those who are selling and buying out? And he will do like a drastic change in the same class. Actually, when we serve faithfully, wisely, and honestly, then our classes and our students will be heavenly being living here on earth with us. Heavenly being living on earth. And our light will shine before men. Let your light shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify uh, your Father who is in heaven. Number four, when me personally, I'm not growing spiritually. In the spiritual life, there is no status quo. There is no status quo. Meaning what? It's either I'm growing or I am declining. If you are not growing, then you are going down. There is nothing called you are steady here. Ask yourself to see whether you are growing spiritually or not. When was the last time you prayed from your heart fervently to God? When was the last time you opened your scripture, your Bible, and you read from it for your own personal edification. And you were enjoying reading in the scripture. When was the last time that you attended liturgy and you focused during the liturgy on your groom, our Lord Jesus Christ, and you were not distracted by everything around you. When was the last time that while you were praying, you shed tears in front of God? Uh, St. Peter, in one sermon, he was able actually to move the heart of 3,000 persons because it was anointed by the Holy Spirit. Why we say many sermons and many lessons and we don't see this change? Mainly because we lost our spiritual growth. What we teach and what we preach is just information and knowledge Either we read it or we heard it, but it did not come from an experienced heart. To have a relationship with God and to grow spiritually means there is a, a true fellowship with the Holy Spirit. And you yourself will be changing, as St. Paul said, from glory to glory, to the image of Christ, so people can see Christ in us. 
What is the percentage of the image of Christ in me? When people see me, can they see Christ to what extent? 5%, 10%, 80%, 90%? To what extent people can see Christ in me? Uh, we need actually to be growing spiritually, otherwise we will lose our effect in the service. Number five, our service became a routine service. Uh, we forgot that our service is a calling from God. So the service became something routine. Most of us now, we don't spend the time in preparing lessons. We just read the lesson that's prepared for us in the Sunday school curriculum. And actually it was very clear in the new curriculum because it was not yet finished. Only the primary uh, school grades finished, but from middle school and high school, just outline. Many people ask, okay, when are you going to prepare the lesson for middle school and high school? Why? Why they are asking? Yes, we are working on it, but why they are asking? Because you don't spend the time to prepare lessons. They want everything is prepared, just read it and go back to uh, the uh, class and see what they read. We are not actually waiting for new revelation from God in order to give our student a fresh and new meal, spiritual meal. But either we go back to our old lessons that we prepared before, or something I, I read it, or something is prepared already, and I just I take it and say it to my children. And, and that's it. Then where, where is the work of the Holy Spirit in you personally? If all what we do is just copy and paste, copy the lesson and then paste it to the class. Where is the work of the Holy Spirit in you? So do you believe that the Holy Spirit cannot produce from you new revelations, new teachings? I don't speak new doctrines. I, I, I mean something spiritual lessons from your spiritual experience that fits the needs of your own class. Many of us just, they are content, we did our duty. For example, instead of personal connection with the children or with the students, maybe one group text to everyone, 
And I did visitation. I sent one group text to the whole class. Yes, one group text will be helpful as a reminder. But don't call it visitation. Visitation means one-on-one. You go and you meet with the person and talk with him, pray with him, read the scripture with him, make him taste and see how sweet the Lord is. Many times, when we, are, we even we don't prepare or we don't copy what's written for us in some school curriculum, and we go to the classes, and then we look for anything on YouTube or any video, and, and just let the children watch it, and that's it. That's why our Sunday school classes became very dead. There is no life in it. Is this the work of the Holy Spirit? No, definitely it's not. And the last point that you don't see the whole picture. Just you serve your class, but you don't see the whole picture. What do I mean? The Great Commission, the Lord said, go and preach the gospel to the whole world. As faithful Sunday school servant, we should make each one of our class lie to the world and soul to the earth. And these people will go outside to their schools, to their, to their homes. They will transform the life of many and bring more fruits to the church of God. But many times we are thinking only about the 15 person or 10 persons that are serving in our class. And we don't look outside this group. We don't see how our children should be effective in, revealing, in, in reflecting the light of Christ to the whole world. Uh, and that's why there is no growth meaning, no people are added to the church from outside. We, we read in the day of Pentecost, 3,000 persons joined the church. And in, very short, in, in a very short time, the, the 3,000 person, I think, chapter 4 or 5, they became 5,000, almost doubled. And we read in the book of Acts, and the Lord added to the church every day those who were saved. Now, after 2,000 years, and we have knowledge they did not have, we have uh, technology they did not have, who have methods and means to preach they did not have. But the church is not so powerful in transforming 
the life of the people. Because we lost the whole picture. The focus only on my class. And we forgot our duty as servants. And the Great Commission, go preach the gospel to the whole world. So, let's examine our service, especially in the light of the resurrection of Christ. Christ rose from the dead to give us new life and to give us abundant life. Examine yourself and pray and ask God, let's pray, that we should not be content not the version of contentment, but content where we are in our service and in our spiritual life. But we should actually ask God to give us His Holy Spirit to be creative. And we should not be lenient with sin. And I should actually seek the fruit of the Spirit in me and in the life of those whom I am serving. And I should be growing every day in the love and in the knowledge of God. I will not be content just with my duties or the expectation of the Sunday school coordinator or Abuna in my service. But I should look at the whole picture, which is bringing every soul perfect in the Lord Jesus Christ not only from within the church but also from outside the church so these are some points as I told you at the beginning uh, six points can kill our service I hope that we can reflect on these six points and try to change them so our service will be fruitful and bringing glory to God. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.